0: Welcome to another episode of Deliberate Dropout. Today we are talking about super skills, everything you need to know to get the bag. Get what, up? The bag. <laughs> what up, Lucho? All right, Hello. lay it on us. You are a new college dropout. You are a young adult in the real world today. You don't know what you want to do. You don't know how the world works. All you know is is that you need to go get started. You need to get experience. You need to hustle. You need to build skills. You don't know what you should be investing in right now. You don't feel like you have a plan. What super skills? What are the things everybody needs to go focus on? The like high income, high impact super skills that everybody needs in their toolkit today.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think you already said it, bro. Hustle, hustle something. Hustle ice cream, hustle cars, hustle real estate. Don't be a... Like that is the only skill that gets you unlimited income. If you learn how to sell anything, dude. you know what I mean? And it takes a lot, man. First step, freaking humble yourself. You got to, first of all, you're probably going to be going door to door. You're not going to be in a closing <laughs> world right away. You're probably gonna have to go door to door. Somebody's going to tell you to piss off F F you F this F that don't call me again. You got to be humble. First off, second, get that prospecting experience, learn yeah. the rejection We've tapped into in a couple episodes, door-to-door sales is very highly, like that's hands down one of the best ways. If you don't want to do door-to-door, work at a call center, get the, get the reps in. Yeah, I would say prospecting, any type of closing role. So whether you're selling cars, whether you're selling real estate, get that closing experience. It's a different skill set than learning how to... Introduce yourself and the product. Yeah. If you could learn how to sell though, man, like you got no cap, no cap on your income. The yeah. bag is yours. Whatever bag you want, the bag is yours.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. I mean, even if something as simple as like going and waiting tables. Yes. I waited yeah. tables, I waited tables when Same I was here, 18, 19, 20 for, for several years. Loved it, loved the job. That's like one of those easy platforms where what, what I like about it is like the the window between you, where you are today and leveling up and seeing the results of that is so small. Like you could go implement one new sales tactic as a, a table waiter. Um, yes. Something as simple as like changing your script instead of saying, hello, my name is Jack and I'll be taking care of you tonight. Can I get <laughs> started off with some drink? Like that's what everybody says. Instead, yes. like go and create an experience. You know, it's like, Hey, can I decorate the middle of your table with an appetizer? Like something crazy. This just like, hell. Yes. whatever it is, you know, whatever it is, it's like, it's that is a good way to go start building that super skill. And it's an avenue that is completely accessible to the average person, regardless of whether they have experience or not. There are opportunities out there to go build that two super skills, the hustle and the sales. The long
1: hours. I was waiting tables too, bro. Quick in 60, 70 hours. I remember one tip. Whatever this is, if you wait, you know, one quick tip. What Mitchell said, you gotta get creative. Like in, in when you're when you're hustling tables. Suggestive selling. You didn't want to do the margarita for $5. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, that, like, people are going to be like, damn, give me a margarita, fam. Like, you get what I'm saying? But back to your point, that was, I digress. That's like the inner. And our no, For sure and though,
0: for sure <laughs> though. No, it's it's yeah, but you learn so many different things there because I think yeah. you can you can expand on this, and I'll talk about some other super skills. It's like yeah, you know, one one is is customer service, which is a different form of selling, but Definitely. still, regardless of what value, what, cost, what role, career, whatever, take care of the customer. So there's selling, helping the problem the customer solve their problem, and then there's like taking care, the delivery, the execution mm-hmm. of the right. sale. Right. I think you know, waiting tables are doing sales like waiting tables is a cool one though, is because you are there for the entire sales cycle all the way through fulfillment. And so part of that is you're creating an experience. You are, you know, you're selling, but you're also delivering the actual product. And then you are collecting the bill as well. You are processing the payment. You are basically the whole business as somebody who's waiting the table you are what the person sees when they they see chilies and which which is where i work when they see chilies <laughs> for the yeah. entire duration of their you know experience dining at that you know dining at Chili's, you are chilies you know you are the business owner of chilies and that particular customer and so that's what i like about it is like you get the full cycle of knowledge. And so there are so many different super skills. It's the sales, it's the hustle, it's the customer support, it's the, you know, transactions. And it's the, the, like being a business owner, thinking about how to create an experience and be valuable. They're all, there are all sorts of different skills there. I think the biggest super one skills there are, though, are, are obviously like the sales, the customer support, the hustle, which transcends any skill. Any, any, any skill for sure. Yeah, yeah dude,
1: that, that is such, I never even,
0: I was obviously in the, like, I
1: was, I was waiting tables. too. I remember before I joined Praxis, like I had, I was waiting tables at Hula Hens too. Like the full cycle. I never saw that. Like, that's a very good point. Like up until the customer sits, like
0: they're yours. Take care they're of yours. It. They're yeah. yours until they're on their way out. So make sure they have an awesome, like take care of the customer, which I think that a lot of people don't see that as as an early career opportunity. Like some people think like it's a lowly profession. I think it's such a cool opportunity. And I've always thought, you know, it's like, man, one day I want to make enough money that like I can go work the jobs that like right now financially don't make sense, but would just be fun. Like going in bartending once a month, you know, one night a month, like going in and being like a, a grocery store, you know, just like customer service person, like you're bagging groceries or you're, you know, helping people find stuff you're stocking. Show. Like what, a, like those types of things where you have high, you know, a high degree of interaction with other people. And you're trying to like make them have a better experience. I think that those are early career experiences that people overlook the skills and the important fundamentals that you're building there. So um, what else we got here? So I'm going to throw a couple out. Yeah. I think, I think one is emotional intelligence and and judgment. And I'm going to pair both of those together. So emotional intelligence is like being able to read the room, being able to Uh, And judgment, you know, it's being able to read the room, being able to read between the lines of somebody's email and interpret what they're communicating implicitly, but they didn't say. Um, It's being on a call and like being able to read somebody's body language and interpret like, you know, are they engaged? Are they not? Are they angry? Are they apathetic? Like these are really, really valuable skills because it allows you to increase the effectiveness of your interactions with other people. And also to, it, it, it shifts you to become more aware, acutely aware of other people where you're thinking about other people. And I think that's like a good foundation for like getting at what you want out of the world is like figuring out how to get other people what they want more. And you gotta be able to interpret those things first.
1: Hell yeah, man. And EQ, I feel like EQ does not get enough attention. Like it's always yeah. IQ, measure the IQ, measure that, take this test, take that test. EQ is like, do you can you read a, a human emotion and can yeah. you empathize? and get to where you want to get emotionally. So
0: speaking facts, bro. So So, yeah. I'm going to throw another one out then I'm going to turn it back over to you. So uh, another yeah. one I like, if, if I was, you know, 16, 17, 18, again, like what I would do is I would go study every great copywriter. I would go build a collection of all of the greatest ads written of all time. And I would copy them down by hand, word for word. I would go redline them, you know, figure out why did this work? Why was this effective? And I would do that over and over and over again. I would study the greats. I would read the good books, the uh, Gary Halbert's "Boron letters, the scientific advertisement, Claude Hopkins, the ultimate sales letter by Dan Kennedy, um, persuasion um, or uh, influence by Robert Cialdini. Um, yeah. There there are so many others, but I would go read those and I would cultivate the muscle of, of copywriting. How do you write good headlines? How do you hook people's attention and and deliver value? How do you get them to respond to something? Um, I think that that skill is it's becoming more popular and in demand and all of that. And and that's great. But like, I think a lot of people talk about it, but they don't go, go do the work and like try and get results. They're like, hey, I, you know, I posted some stuff on social media. I wrote some emails. I was practicing copywriting. It's like, no, you weren't. Practicing copywriting is going to figuring out how to get some, get how to achieve the desired result before you hit send and then hitting send, and that desired result happens. And this is useful in your everyday life from negotiating leases to um, getting somebody to do work for you, getting, you know, getting a promotion, getting a raise on the dating market, like in relationships. Copywriting is is one of the most practical, highest ROI skills I think you can develop today, and it transcends kind of any other you know career or skill area that you know that that you're using. So flip it back to you. What what else you got?
1: What else? What else? So other than sales, by the way, copyright I'm getting into that right now. So you know, I def I couldn't agree more. If you learn how, if you can learn the art of persuasion by writing, it's, you know, ten out of ten. Other than sales, man, I would say maybe like five super skills. If you could learn how to budget financial literacy, I wish I knew that, dude. When I look back, six, 18 years old, dude, I'm over here getting my check. I'm buying a Louis V. wallet. Like, why did I do that? Why did I do that? Like, why did not, why did I not save that money? Obviously I'm different now. You know, I got my little investment account, this and that checking savings, I'm budgeting everything. I wish I freaking knew that before. I probably wouldn't be in as much trouble as I did early on in my career with my credit cards and all that. Yep. Yeah. Is that even a super, like, would you consider that a super skill or
0: am I just. Oh, like- I, th- I think it is. I think that is because I think it's a foundation for all your other, you know, personal and professional endeavors. It's like, you got to, you've got to make sure the foundation is built. You know, uh, you got a sturdy foundation for the house before you start building. Like Absolutely. financial literacy is so important because, you know, if you're, you're stressed financially, that's going to bleed over into the other areas of your life everywhere it makes everywhere. everything else everywhere. more difficult. I I you know what I I got a story on this one too. Um which I know was a big learning lesson for for this person. So I'm not I'm going to leave their names out or whatever but Yeah, for sure. Early and on yeah. there's this there's this kid who's working for me and I call the kid he was literally like 16 17 years old when he came to work for me and I was in my my I don't know it's like in my mid 20s or whatever but he's this young guy working at a company with you know all of his peers are way older than him. He moved across the country um, living on his own. Smart kid, smart kid, very hard worker. But um he wasn't saving money, you know. He wasn't saving money. He was living like at the edge of his means. And and you know, he was he was young, so I'm I'm sure he wasn't like, you know, had a ton of excess income or whatever. But instead of like setting some money aside and like save things, he was like dude, yeah. buying a ton of crypto all at once. And Damn, so which not I'm not gonna Poo poo the crypto thing, but he wasn't. You know, there there were no sound financial literacy, no sound financial footing in place, and so this kid all of his excess money tied up in crypto. And he had like 200 Ethereum at the for for reference at the time of recording this. I think crypto Ethereum's like 3,300 a pop or something like this. He had like 200 Ethereum, and I think they were like five bucks at the time. Um, I, I don't remember; it was right around there. But he he broke his phone, cost him a thousand dollars to go get a new phone, and he had to liquidate all of his Ethereum. And you know, today that was a very very financially expensive, expensive decision. Anyway, I tell that story just to introduce the concept: is like there as a young person, there are all these trendy and hip things that I think if you're only doing those things and you're not also building up the fi- the true financial literacy that whenever disaster strikes it forces you to make those trade-offs where suddenly i have to go destroy all of the work i've put in over here that that may have been good work you know investing young there's nothing wrong with that but i didn't have a firm financial footing i didn't you know learn all the parts of financial literacy or i was only you know i was only doing this instead of like being smart about the full picture and that can have very significant long-term consequences is the point here is that, you know, you can't just be doing good in part of it. You kind of got to, you know, expand your, your full financial literacy. Yeah, dude. And especially like
1: if you don't have the right habits for your personal finances, it's, if you open up a business, what do you, it's just going to go to your, it's going to go to your business. If you get married and have kids, it's going to go to your family. It's yep. so now you're bringing it to your actual, like offspring, like yep, that's situated. At ASAP, man, ASAP. And then go chase it the there, go chase the bag after, you know, <laughs> I wish I knew that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, so I think that's a good one. All right. I'm going to throw one more up here and then we're going to, we can wrap up. So um, the, the last one, and there are, there are so many other valuable super skills and maybe we'll riff on this, you know, continue to riff on this, but what I think is like um, critical thinking. And so this encompasses kind of like um problem solving data analysis being able to interpret data being able to read something and comprehend just critical thinking the ability to be in a situation interpret the situation or being thrust into a problem interpret the problem interpret you know what is the resolution that needs to be you know achieved here and like critically think through the process and everybody that needs in like the process flow chart of like what all needs to happen in order to achieve this resolution. Like there are so many different applications of it. Like I said, you know, data analysis, problem solving. Um, but critical thinking as a skill is not something that you learn just reading books or sitting in classroom and getting grades. It's something that you have to cultivate by actually being in situations and and resolving issues or by you know building the muscle of of going out and getting real world experience you can't just like read about this because it's something that you know you have to be able to draw on when you need it and if you haven't like built up the right right foundation you don't have those skills like when you're in a you know you're suddenly in a in an urgent tricky situation like you're gonna panic and critical thinking yep. is 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 what allows you to sit back and be like, you know what? Even if this is a stressful situation, I can figure out the steps that need to be gone through in order to, to, to have a successful outcome here.
1: That is that is so true. Not only that, you learn how to forecast correctly. Whether you're forecasting your life decisions, you're forecasting, you know, money. You're forecasting just data. You're working for a company. Being able to forecast. You got to be able to interpret and critically think what's happened up until that point. That is so, that's factual right there. That's like, figure that out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Big talk here on the deliberate the deliberate dropout show. We will be back again soon. If you are on your favorite podcast uh, platform, go hit subscribe. You're on YouTube. Leave us a comment below. Smash the subscribe button. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know another topic around the decision to drop out and go and drop into a career get success, get started successfully strong, whether you've got a college degree or not, drop comments, let us know. We'd love to connect with you. And we'll be back with you again soon on another episode.